Hello and good evening. So it's great to be back here on a Sunday night and I hope you're all well and that you've had a good week. So we're going to dive straight in. I'd like you just to think back to last March, so those first few weeks of lockdown. And you might remember that the internet was very upbeat at that point. There were jokes about pretending to go to work um, on the tube by hanging onto your shower rail. I don't know if you saw that one. It's quite funny. And cute cats ready to go on Zoom, uh, even with a tie on, I saw. Um, at once, so you know the the atmosphere was was upbeat. We're fairly feeling fairly resilient. Um, we probably, I think, the majority of us, myself included, were not expecting to uh, to still be in the similar position, kind of almost a year on. And I think it's fair to say that people now are pretty fed up with the whole with the whole thing. And I don't need to list the reasons why working from home is is tough. And so I wondered if you might like to hear about some positive um, outcomes, some unexpected positive outcomes that came out during a small research study that I did last autumn and winter. And uh, maybe you could perhaps allow me to lift your spirits just a little. So for those who don't know me, I'm Anne Collins. I'm a leadership coach who specialises in helping senior leaders as they start new roles to discover and address any blind spots, to lead their teams confidently and authentically and help them to take really big action in order to have a great impact. So last September, I started a fascinating research project where I interviewed nine inspiring leaders across a range of sectors. So some were in IT to pharmaceuticals to law and everything in between. So it was it was a very varied group. The vast majority were very senior leaders with a lot of experience. And I asked them about the impact of COVID and working from home on them as leaders and their teams. There were, of course, many issues and problems that I think many, many of you would also recognise. And there is lots more detail in my report. And if you're interested in that, then do just send me a message. I'll be very happy to email you a copy. Just as a, as a, as a quick, as a quick uh, recap, broadly, the quick pivot from offline to online, of course, was, was really difficult for many. The systems required um, to be put into place literally overnight for many people, were, were, that was extremely difficult. The sectors that were directly impacted, of course, it was very difficult for them. It was stressful. Their workload, well, I, I don't even know whether trebled would, would cover it, probably more than that. It was massive. The mode of communication changed just overnight. And people, by, by, the people, by the time I was asking people in December, I really had the feeling that people had had enough of being on Teams and Zoom. Back in September, it was, uh, the, the atmosphere was a little bit different. So I think uh, it would be fair to say that now uh, many people are pretty much Zoomed out. One problem that became increasingly difficult, and again, I see a difference between those in December and those that I spoke to in September, was the problem of keeping teams together, that cohesion, really keeping people engaged, not in their work. People, um, people felt that their teams were still very much um, engaged in their work, working, working well, working very productively. But it was becoming increasingly difficult to keep that sense of team, that cohesion as a team. 
Time management was an issue that came up across the board and uh, in particular looking at work-life boundaries which became obviously very blurred and, and are still are. Um, for certain groups, leaders felt that life had been particularly challenging for people in their teams, particularly those with young children, those living on their own, and also young professionals who, for whom the, the, the social, their social life is really in the office. Also for new recruits, it's, uh, leaders really found it hard to make sure that new recruits were, were feeling uh, part of the team, had been onboarded in a, in a good way. Uh, and it was not always easy to, to make, that, make that transition into doing onboarding online. Furthermore, in some sectors, there was great anxiety about job losses. And I, I can imagine that that, unfortunately, is going to continue into 2021. So that's just very briefly, as I say, if you'd like more detail, just let me know and I can send you the report. But I thought tonight it would be great to focus on some of the positive outcomes. And these were quite unexpected and very interesting, I th thought. Now, it's, it's interesting to note, first of all, that all nine leaders reported positive outcomes and and without having to think too too hard about it either one of the one of the uh, factors that came out as probably the most important they felt that relationships uh, had really been strengthened in their teams um, not with everybody but as a as a general rule they felt that relationships had strengthened not just between them and their team members but also within the team they, they felt that although there was this blurring of work and life and the work-life balance was difficult, there were, however, some advantages of that. There was more communication. They felt they knew their teams better. They knew more about their lives at home, about you know, how, many, how many children they had, what kind of situation uh, they, were, they were facing every day. And so that kind, of, that kind of different discussion, that more intimate communication, really led to a build-up of trust that they felt was a, was a very positive outcome and, a, and an unexpected one. A number talked about how they realised that they had improved their listening skills, that they were actively and genuinely listening in a, in a way that they hadn't perhaps and um, perhaps had to do before and that this had given them an opportunity to really develop that leadership skill. They felt they were having better conversations with people, they were being more honest, their team members were being more honest with them and that they had become more empathetic. Some had felt that they had become more self-aware generally uh, um, as a necessity, but they had appreciated that as well. Another aspect out of necessity was the fact that their teams had become agile overnight. They were using technology better, they were more creatively. As a group, they were being more creative, really looking for solutions and finding them. In terms of organisational development, which is maybe the next step up, it was very interesting that one leader reported that they felt that they had made two years worth of progress over six months. And you may find that uh, some people will find that that's a positive thing. Some, some might feel, well, maybe there wasn't enough time to put that in place. But in this case, uh, the, he felt that uh, the, they were able to introduce systems that they, they, hadn't, uh, they hadn't actually fully implemented and they were that gave them the nudge to do that and also it gave their employees a lot more flexibility so he felt that it was generally a very positive outcome for for the whole team for the whole organization
In one sector, particularly involved in the COVID response, there was a, a real feeling that team members felt much more valued as a result of working through this difficult period of time. So how did they do it? So you can see from what I've just said that improved communication with their team and really investing in team members in terms of the time was uh, seems to be uh, one factor that was very important. I would say also that they, they talk about having greater self-awareness almost across the board. So having greater self-awareness, again, is, is part of this relationship um, building process how to build the relationship of trust. Some had adapted their leadership style, so they were deliberately using a more collaborative leadership style. And uh, they, they felt that this was very positive, particularly in this time. They'd also maximised technology in a way that some had not done before. And they felt that this, this was really a step forward and could, and could help in the future. Who knows? It's not quite sure what that future is going to be. So what lessons can we draw from all of this? Well, in true, uh, in true episode style, you're going to have to wait till next week for that one because part two, which will be next Sunday night, we will be talking about the strategies that uh, we can put into place and the ideas of some practical ways that you can maybe take the strategies that these leaders used and also some other, some other ideas that I found from other research into your, own, into your own workplace and for your own team. So, other little bits of news. I'm very excited to tell you that I'm preparing a new masterclass for you. It's going to be a series of five sessions coming up in, at the beginning of February. Um, if you'd like to register for that and be the first to register for that, do send me a message, put a message in the chat. It's going to be called Leading with Courage. So, it's going to be all about courageous leadership, how we can really abandon any sense of self-doubt in a good way. Obviously, we still want to be questioning what we're doing, but being able to move forward, feeling courageous while seeing our blind spots and developing self-awareness. So it's going to be a very exciting week and you are most welcome to join. So do get in touch uh, and, uh, and let's get you on the list. That would be brilliant. So in the meantime, I hope you've had a great week. I'm just wondering if there are any questions at all. Hello, Emma. Nice to see you there. If there are any questions, I'll just hold on. I have realised that there's a bit of a there's a bit of a delay between me speaking and things popping up in the comments. So I'm just going to give you a, a couple of seconds to put any questions in that you may have. Otherwise, if you watch this later, please do leave your comments and questions in there. I love to know what you think of this. Is it useful? Is it interesting? And if you have any other ideas for topics that you would like me to address in the future. So I don't see any other comments coming in at the moment, but as I say, feel free to leave some in there. Quick note about what's happening this week. Tuesday Zoom is all about resilience. So do join us for that either in the Zoom or in the Facebook group. You're very welcome to join us there and I look forward to seeing you. Well, have a great week. In the meantime, I'm going back to my cup of tea. I think it really is the last Christmas tea of the season. So I'm enjoying that one. Thanks to thanks to nepalti.love so thanks very much to everybody have a really good week see you soon bye bye